What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back to another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, we're going to dive into another technology discussion. We haven't had one for a while, and uh, we're well overdue. So, in case you hadn't noticed, heat pumps have become an increasingly popular choice for hot water heating, driven by dramatic cost increases in gas and, of course, the evolution in technology. I must admit that in years good gone by, I was a bit nervous about their complexity and cost, but now I have to admit I'm a bit of a fan of these amazingly efficient devices after seeing many real-world examples of them doing their thing. As we march towards the inevitable goal of electrifying everything, I thought it was time to talk about where we're up to and where we're headed. So I reached out to one of the nicest guys I know in hot water, Chris Taylor from Apricus. Chris, welcome to Great Solar Business. Uh, Nigel, it's a pleasure to be here. And I, I am blushing if anyone wants to take note of that. So thank you for that <laughs> wonderful introduction. That's very kind. Oh, well, you're welcome. And in fact, I was researching you, uh, Dr. Chris, because many, many listeners who, who may know Chris may not know that he actually has two, H, two PhDs in philosophy. Dr. Chris studied transformational organizational relationship leadership, which no doubt explains his visionary outlook. Chris, give us your elevator pitch on uh, how you ended up in the hot water game and how you ended up so focused on heat pumps and what on earth a PhD in transformational organizational and relationship leadership is. Um, oh, wow. How long do we have? So basically, <laughs> I fell into hot water. Uh, I was, I have, uh, I'm not obviously technical um, um, as you quite eloquently pointed out um, my qualifications are in business and leadership um, mm -hmm. and I was asked many years ago uh, by the New South Wales government to develop up a strategy to establish a manufacturing capability for solar hot water particularly out of um, China where the solar evacuated tubes which originally originated in in Sydney uh, ended up getting mass produced. So I was brought in as a consultant through the University of Western Australia, where I lectured, um, to develop up a strategy. Um, so no way. I never knew that about you. I've known you for all these years, and I didn't know this backstory. This is great. Yeah. So <laughs> you have a real qualification. I just thought you, <laughs> <laughs> you have genuine real qualifications. I am I'm I, deeply I, impressed, Chris. Sadly, I do. So... Um, so I developed the strategy. I presented to uh, the manufacturers uh, in China. Long story short, they didn't set up a facility here in Australia. They were working with partners in Australia already um, whom they decided were not uh, going to be the best people to take the business forward. And they asked me if I could caretake the business for six weeks, in essence. And that was in 2004. So now 2022, and I'm still in hot water. I'm no longer lecturing at university. Completed another PhD, um, and yeah, I've been we've 
we've diversified into heat pumps, as you quite rightly said. And that was a deliberate strategy that we took on board probably about starting six years ago now. Um, and, and it's proven to be an incredibly successful move and a positive move. What, what, a, what a great segue to set your credentials for having this conversation, Chris. So you, you, I'm, I'm so glad you, um, you laid all that out. Um, but let's let, let's go back to the let's let's step our way through the conversation about hot water and and you know the, a bit of the evolution to to tell the story about how we've ended or how the market's rapidly heading towards heat pumps. Um, dumb electric tanks have been one of the most common source of hot water heating for, forever. Uh, still represent around thirty to forty percent of the market, according to someone I was speaking to the other day. I've got one here in the rental property. Uh, that I uh, currently live in, they're simple, but they're staggeringly inefficient, just mind-bogglingly inefficient. How did we end up lumped with something so wasteful and yet so common? Uh, Look, I think think at the time it was easy um, because it's idiot-proof. So in essence, Mm -hmm. you know, the units designed, the... uh, Electric storage units are designed for one purpose and one purpose only, which is one, to deliver hot water and two, to make sure you don't get sick, so Legionella. And so mm-hmm. um, whenever you draw hot water out, it's just like, as a lot of people uh, sort of talk about, it's like a kettle. You take hot water out, cold water comes in, the element goes up, oh, we've got work to do, turn on, draw a whole heap of uh, electricity make sure there's no nasties in the water. People have their hot water and they shower and at the end of the day, they're happy. Um, and that was the common um, common means of heating water probably up until the 70s when we had the oil crisis and then crisis. And then we saw a lot of regional growth of solar hot water systems. So businesses like Edwards, Solar Heart, um, really started to gain a strong footprint in the regions. Um, and so we saw solar hot water start to take a slice of the market share um fast forward to the i guess 80s late 80s um gas started to become the prevalent and instantaneous gas prior to that we had gas storage but instantaneous gas became all the rage because gas was seen as green gas was seen as a as as a positive uh uh heating source but no, I remember that. I remember that in the nineties when I when I first started in solar, and and you know, we would we would tell everybody, oh yeah, you want to get onto gas? It's it's a it's a much cleaner, more efficient way to heat your hot water. Well, I think sixty percent of the natural gas, like not the LPG, but the natural gas that is used in the network in Australia, I think it's sixty percent. I could be out on that one. It comes from um, coal coal seam sources, so it's not oh, wow. it's it's not a great thing for the environment and it's not a great thing um, for Australia and, we've, and obviously we're seeing the gas crunch and the gas is crunch is having global ramifications from Russia Ukraine dispute or war through to um, the value that our um, energy companies are getting to export gas offshore yeah. they get yeah. you know, much more money by selling it offshore than they do sell it here so hence the price of gas is only going to go one way which is north unfortunately yeah, which which, and and I mean, you tell me, but I'm assuming that the the market for gas hot water heating must have fallen off a great big huge cliff in the last six months, particularly, but but even even earlier than that, right? 
I, oh, look, it's starting to shift. The market is shifting. So people now are avidly talking about, I want to get off gas. Um, I yes. want to I want to electrify my house. I want to use technologies that are complementary to technologies we already have. And so yep. if they've got PV on the roof, heat pumps are now being viewed as a, as a viable solution um, and a solution that can complement what they already have. And that's really been the driver behind what we've done. Um, uh, it's very different to how we brought the evacuated tube in the market. When we brought the evacuated tube, we sat down with plumbers and talked to them about their frustrations associated with installing those huge solar flat plate panels. And then yep. you know, we built a product around that. So it was really designed and built by plumbers. Um, right. Now, right, because that was the, that was kind of the next evolution, right? You go from dumb tanks to gas to to the rise of solar hot water, which has been around for for many many years, and 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 you, as you described, were heavily involved in the development of evacuated tube technology, which lifted the efficiency and solved problems for plumbers. Is that what you're telling me? Correct. And uh, but now what we're seeing is, you know, in the early days we were complementary to PV because. The 1.5 yes. kilowatt PV system was 15 grand and the solar hot water system was 5 grand. Well, the tables yep. have turned and, and now we're, <laughs> you know, solar hot water is the pariah because of the, our costs haven't changed. You know, our, our, our purchase costs have, they've gone up, but our sale prices have, haven't been able to move because PV's come down. And, and now what we see is a situation whereby we're competing for roof space. And the install is more complex. There's more moving parts. There's more things that can go wrong. A lot of people that are that are driving the renewable energy uh, sector in Australia are an electrical background, and so you know they get frustrated with plumbers, and they don't want to go back to fix hot water because, no disrespect, but if the PV is not working, it might take people a few days to work that out. Um, but if the solar hot water is not working, people know pretty much straight away, and that causes problems. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't so, it? Doesn't it? So you know, the nice thing about uh, I think heat pumps is it's complementary. It can be complementary, depending on what you get. It can, um, you know, significantly lower a, a household's carbon footprint and energy costs. And so it's a bit of a win-win. Yeah. It is, and we and we'll get to, we'll get to heat pumps in a, in a moment. Where's solar hot water at now? I mean. It was it it's it's gone through a kind of a bumpy but but progressive growth uh, yep. going back 10, 15 years ago, and then it, if I'm right, it's kind of plateaued. Where's it at now? What's happening it, with solar it's, water uh, now? Uh, uh, definitely, definitely in decline. Um, right. So Victoria is the biggest state for solar hot water because it's mandated as part of the six star legislation uh, from oh, May yes, next yes. year. You know, so you. you People are putting what I call faux solar hot water systems on. The builders are putting in faux solar hot water systems, a single panel, basically a gas-boosted hot water system with a panel on the roof. Um, right. From from May next year, we're seeing a transition nationally to a seven-star rating for new homes, which will see builders um, having the option of putting heat pump and PV um, on houses. So. I think that's going to be the start of this 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 wave of movement, uh, growth of heat pumps, and a demise of solar hot water. Um, but it's also going to give new life to the solar uh, retailers out there uh, by creating a new channel to market. 
which is, you is know, it, all these all these builders. Isn't it ever? So, okay, so here we are, we land at heat pumps. We've dumb yep. tanks, seemed like a great idea at the time, but, you know, pretty wasteful and um, uh, not very efficient when you run out of hot water um, in the evening when your wife comes home from a long day at work. Sorry, sweetheart. Um, then you move to gas hot water heating. Seemed like a great idea at the time, but now gas has got expensive and it's actually turned out to be uh, quite a quite a dirty fuel. Hot water seemed great, but, you know, complicated and, as you say, comp- uh, you know, competing for roof space. So we land at heat pumps. Now, before we talk a little bit about the market for those who don't know can you just come back to basics for us and explain how the technology works and and perhaps more importantly where it's evolved to today because going back to my comments earlier you know um in the early days there was quite a lot of excitement about heat pumps but you know reliability was challenging because it was an early technology but looking at my experience which i've been involved with you in with my dad, you know, a heat pump today uses less than a kilowatt, um, typically, and about a third or perhaps even a quarter of the kilowatt hours for the same volume of hot water, which is just astonishing. So how does a heat pump work? Let's start there. Okay. It's in very simple terms. It draws from the ambient air uh, surrounding the heat pump and, con- and converts that through the compressor to generate hot water, much much the same as your fridge. So the fridge will cool. If you go to the back of your fridge and you you touch the fins at the back of the fridge, they'll all be hot. Um, yep. And that's that's the transfer of energy that you're seeing. So uh, all heat pumps work on a similar premise um, in in terms of the uh, transferring the and or using the ambient air to generate hot water through the compressor. Um, right. Obviously. obviously you know, the more efficient the heat pump, um, the quicker it's going to heat up and the less it's going to cost to heat up. And, you know, if you're going back to your point about the evolution of heat pumps, back in 2010, when we had the federal government rebate, the state government rebates and the STCs, people were giving away heat pumps and, and actually giving people checks to put them in. Um, wow. So we had heat pumps going into uh, regions where they shouldn't have been sold. Uh, like mm-hmm. Canberra, as a great example. Um, and we had heat pumps that were not sized appropriately. Uh, people would manifold them together for sports clubs, etc., uh, without any thought to the ongoing running costs um, mm-hmm. for for these particular people. And, and unfortunately, what fell out of all that is heat pumps got a really, really, really bad name. That was good mm-hmm. for solar hot water at the time because basically it, it, it pretty much stifled the heat pump market there are a few good brands that continued through that period stable altrum was one they've been a mainstay of the market for years and years and years and provide a good quality product and they're still in the market today still doing great stuff um mm-hmm. but what we've seen over probably the last uh six to eight years with the introduction of co2 technology through the likes of sandon who's another good quality product and of course ourselves, is that you can have a really high quality heat pump that delivers all the hot water people need, as you said, for very low energy draw and very low cost. I I think, you know, one of the things that we did when we started working on the heat pump is we sat down with the energy 
industry, like we call them our independent customers, you would call them solar cutters. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we sat down with a whole heap of solar cutters and we said to them, what's wrong with hot water? What, what's the ideal hot water system? What does it need to do? How does it need to work? And the feedback yep. we got was, was great um, around operating parameters, uh, capitalizing on uh, surplus PV, um, being able to uh, be battery friendly and ready. And so we mm -hmm. built our heat pump around those parameters. So that meant that we had to design an external controller. We had to completely redesign the, the heat pump, which took us 18 months to two years to do. Uh, but in, in essence, version one of the product was launched. It was done. It allows people to have five different presets. They can run it 10 to four during the day. Um, they can have continuous access to energy for the unit if they're by hot water users, or they can run it at night. And the nice thing about that is if you've got PV on the roof and you're gener generating surplus PV and you've got a battery, you can dump the energy in the battery. Because it's got such a low energy draw, you're not going to kill the battery by, you know, using it all for hot water. So you'll still get your hot water topped up and you'll still be able to yep. run your lights and everything, your TV that you need to do at night time. Um, so what we've tried to do is instead of building a hot water product that was energy efficient, we've built an energy efficient product that delivers hot water, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, and, and that's, yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've gone, we've, we've been lucky because we've picked some really great um, installers and, and companies to work with. Um, like yesterday I was up with um, in Shepparton and, with Future Energy and they're doing amazing things with our product through that Shepparton and Natuka part of the world. Um, yep. And it was really pleasing to sit there, sit down, listen to um, where they see things moving to. I mean, bear in mind at the moment, there's about 40 to, between 40 to 80,000 heat pumps being sold in the market. Some of them are uh, like 2010, they're not gonna last. Some of them are, mm -hmm. are good quality, like the Stiebel's, Sandins and ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. but they see, they see uh, a major part of their business being now, uh, being an energy solution provider. And they're now reached, you know, we're encouraging them to reach out to work with plumbers directly and have plumbers buy from them because we're not going to go to any of the plumbing merchants. We're just mm -hmm. going to stick with the, the independent energy specialists because we know that they understand the logic of the product and they know how to put it in and they know how to work and they know how to explain that to the customer to get the maximum benefit um, and bang for their buck. And and as we were coming on air, um, you were talking about, you know, some of the conversations and I've, I often stumble across these conversations talking to, to people I work with in the, in the solar retail and the PV market where they're talking about, you know, complementary technologies and they're talking about, um, yeah, whether it be heat pumps or whether it be electric vehicles or, or whatever else it is. But, you know, like, as you say, this sort of um, uh, coalescence of different technologies that all just solve problems for people, right? That's what we want to do is solve problems yep. for people. But you, as we were coming onto air, you were talking about some of the conversations that you've been having um, around the growth of heat pumps globally, not 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 just in Australia, right? But it's, I mean, this is a this is a global uh, trend that we're seeing now, right? Oh, completely. Like we're 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 in discussions uh, with people in Poland who are sitting there saying to us, "We want three thousand units." I'm like, yeah, no problem. When do you want them? We want them by Christmas. 
uh, people in the Netherlands who are, you know, chasing 5,000 units. Um, the, the whole uh, Russia-Ukraine uh, scenario has, has shifted the mindset of a lot of um, Europeans around, you know, heating hot water. We're seeing a very strong take up in, in places like the United States as well. Um, and so the, the big concern, I think, you know, talking to government officials here is, well, is Australia going to miss the boat? Are we going to be a forgotten part of, you know, the global market in terms of being able to secure supply? And then how do yeah. we how do we protect our sovereignty in terms of capitalising on this technology and and um, and making sure it's available for Australian households? So one of the things that, you know, we've been talking about is do we do we go to the next step and establish a manufacturing facility here in Australia, uh, create wow. jobs in Australia, um, and then you know, ensure that we're, we're protecting our ability to supply. Because bear in mind, there's about 700,000 hot water units that have changed out or, or installed in the market every single year. That's new build yep. and replacement. Um, yep. When you talk about heat pumps being forty to 80,000, and they're now talking about seven-star um, ratings on homes, uh, once the new homes start putting in heat pumps, you're going to start seeing a transition uh, in the market. We're already seeing it in the ACT, where whole suburbs now can't put in gas, uh, where there's a register of approved products for a rebate for, um, in the ACT, and we're, we're luckily one of those products. Um, wow. based on the gas we use. And we're also seeing the Victorian government now, and to their credit, looking to say, well, um, what gas, based on the global warming potential, do we want to allow to be sold in Australia? So they're, they're looking at not only the performance of the product, but also the inherent risk if the gas escapes from the heat pumps. There's some very nasty gases out there that can do mm. enormous damage in terms of global warming potential. Um, and strangely mm -hmm. enough, even though everyone talks about CO2 emissions, the CO2 heat pumps is a natural gas, so it's, it's, it's a positive, um, positive uh, technology and, and a very, 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 very low to negligible global warming potential if the gas wow. does escape. Wow. Um, there's, um, there's a lot to talk about here, but um, we're running out of time quickly. And so let's take a short break and hear a word from our sponsors. SolarJuice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. SolarJuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, their inverters, SMA, Fronius and Sungrow, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. From just $40 a year, Solar Analytics can help solar owners save an extra $400 by recommending the ideal energy plan. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au. And welcome back. Please do support our sponsors who help keep the wheels turning here at GSB. And don't forget to give us a like and a share. And tell your friends about the show so that they can listen in as well and learn some business tips. All right, we're here with uh, Chris Taylor from Apricus talking to us about heat pumps. Now, we, we've established that heat pumps are super efficient. 
um, increasingly popular, both locally and globally, and the technology's come an awful long way to to now be a trustworthy and reliable uh, technology. Um, of course, as you as you highlighted, though, you you do need to know how to sell this correctly, and this is where building strong channels to market is really really critical. But where where are we heading next? Uh, you know, um, are, are heat pumps destined to become the next smart appliance in the home chris is, is is that is that where we're going i mean you and i have talked about this in the past about what can we do here and what can we do with the data and how can we turn this on and turn it off and leverage it and you know in the in the simplest analogy like we uh learned at my dad's place you know getting a timer on one of these things and making sure that it's running at the right time of the day to soak up excess solar is a beautifully simple way to use an appliance like this uh, uh, you know, in symphony with the excess solar that so many PV systems have, millions of PV systems have. But where are we heading next? What's what's what what's the next uh, thing that you see around the corner for heat pumps? Well, I, I actually got a nice surprise today because I was sitting with uh, a number of government officials, and uh, I had my uh, wonderful engineer with me, Dr. Said Tarani, who's been phenomenal in terms of helping build and design all these products. And he's, he's an incredibly gifted man. Um, and he announced, uh, oh, because we, we've got a version two of the product, which we're launching in January next year, um, which will be Wi-Fi enabled. Um, it'll allow people to use an app. They can look at their energy usage. Um, they can look at how their hot water um, levels. They can turn the unit on, turn it off when it suits them. So it gives them a whole range of flexibility um that no other hot water product in the market has um which we're pretty excited about um but he announced that there's a version three coming um which is which dovetails into <laughs> which, which, uh, he's, he's already yeah, one step ahead <laughs> yeah, yeah luckily it was uh, there were ladies in the room so i couldn't tell him what i thought but um but, but long story short um you know, demand response is, is something that is a significant concern to the network. You know, the fundamental challenge we discussed today was that, yep, yeah, okay, we want to build some demand response capability into the product. But the reality is very simple. This, these, the units that we have built had such a low energy draw that you're really not going to get very much benefit from load shifting um, mm. if these are deployed en masse. Um, so, you know, the, it just depends on the technology and depends on how efficient or inefficient. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of heat pumps out there that are promoted as heat pumps, but they rely on electric element to boost the hot water. There's a lot of the mono oh. heat pumps uh, in there actually have an, an electric element in them to aid with recovery because they can't recover quickly enough to, mm -hmm. to keep up with the draw. And so, you know, our units don't have that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so we we just rely on the compressor to do all the work, which which is um, now after, over four years. I think we've had it. Um, we had two heat pumps when they originally arrived in the first shipment that we had to replace because the gas had escaped in transit for some reason. And I think mm -hmm. since then we've we've replaced one other because um, uh, it was emitting a bit of noise in the customer you know obviously our units are whisper quiet and that's how we promote them and so mm -hmm. um we responded by just changing the unit out and we resolved the noise there was a loose bolt in it and we now use it for a demo system so but that's it that's been our total warranty 
uh, over yeah. four years. And, and beautiful. You know, thousands and thousands of units in the market. So it's been it's been a breath of fresh air for us, um, not having to worry about so, that. So so the next the next thing for for you that you guys then are where you see this going in the next year or two is connectivity. Is that is that what you're telling me? Correct. Connecting into home energy management systems, connecting yep. into smart inverters, um, yep. and being able to really, you know, dovetail in and be a genuine uh, partner to the work that the PV guys are doing. And and that's really mm. that's our market. That's where we see ourselves. We only want to work with the PV resellers because they're the guys who get what it is that we're doing. They've got a bank of historical customers that they've, they've done PV for that they can now go back and have the conversations with about, well, this is the next thing that we can do uh, to support you to maximise the return on investment on the PV, but also to, um, to, to capitalise on what it is that you have. You know, I, I've heard all these arguments, you know, in last two, three, four years where, you know, some PV resellers will sit there and say, well, just put an electric hot water unit in and whack a couple of panels on and over the course of the year, it'll, that'll neutralise it all and it'll nullify the bills. So you're laughing. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous mm-hmm. because when your PV production is at its lowest, your hot water consumption is at its highest. And so, mm-hmm. if you're, and, the, and the ambient temperature of the water going in a tank is at its coldest. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in the summertime, Sure, you know, you're, you're negating the bill um, and probably generating a surplus if you size the PV big enough. But in the wintertime, when you need hot water and you want hot water, you're still going to be drawing off the grid. And what we want to do is we want to give people energy freedom, energy independence. And we see that um, heat pumps is, you know, is a viable way to go. And the other thing about it too is that for those people who've had gas, they're used to just turning on the tap and getting hot water. The way yep. we've designed our units is that as the unit generates hot water, so as the compressor works, it returns the hot water to the top of the tank. So as you're drawing off the top, the hot water is coming back into the top. So we're trying to get it to behave in terms of delivery capability in the same way as uh, as a gas hot water unit would. Mm. Or as a human would. <laughs> where, exactly. where they just want they just want hot water right that's i mean at the end of the day that's what we we've got a a relatively small tank on our home of of four and uh you know it's a dumb old electric tank i do have a diverter on it that helps a bit but i've got a tiny pv system and you know we run out of water um yep. uh, and uh and you know my 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 app just cringes at me and goes, look what you're doing. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of solar companies have dabbled in hot water over the years, Chris. And, and you know, particularly yep. there was a huge um, surge in, in you know, PV companies trying to add solar hot water systems um, to the mix. And, and my take is that it's, there's been a balance between the increased business complexity, you know, dealing with plumbers, doing water flow calculations. Uh, As you say, people, um, if they run out of hot water, uh, are on the phone very, very quickly uh, because, you know, their life is directly and instantaneously affected if the hot water system's not working. But it's a balance between that and helping customers as a kind of a one-stop shop for energy savings, right? And so, you know, how to... You, you've sort of explained a bit of it, but, you know, I mean, are we there now with heat pumps where it's literally, you know, you can solve this problem and because it's largely an electrical 
product there's a little bit of plumbing involved but it's very minor compared to to the traditional sorts of problems does that mean that that's overcome these challenges from the past do you think the short answer to that question is yes i mean we're 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 on the tide is turning very very quickly and so you know people who have um, jumped on board with us have seen exponential growth you know, w- with their heat pump sales. Uh, and, you know, there's one company in particular in Melbourne and they started with us and they were getting, I think, eight or nine units a month when we first started. They're now um, installing over 100 units a month. Um, wow. And they're, they're just like, this is a, such a core part of our business now. Um, and it's such an easy sell because it's such a positive conversation to have with people. It's a no-brainer. It just makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just so, so complimentary. So, yeah, totally. And so, you know, what I see is like a lot of the challenges that people have had in the past, um, we've sort of worked really hard to address them ourselves. So we've got a seven day a week, twelve hour day, um, one three hundred number that is answered by a person. Um, so if mm. someone's got a problem on a Saturday or Sunday, they'll ring the one three hundred number. They'll get hold of one of the team and the team will go through and diagnose and, and help them out and resolve whatever concerns that they've got. So, you know, I think you're only as good as the after-sale service. And, and I think the mm. concerns that the PV guys have is like, well, if I sell this, this is on me. This is my brand. I live in yep. this town. Yep. Uh, I, yep. You know, these are my customers. How are you going to ensure that my brand is preserved and if not enhanced? And so... We take it very seriously. You know, we've got a good product. We want to be a good business. We want to provide great after sales. And the guys that got working for me, you know, Michael Pedro Palo in Melbourne, um, he's become an absolute expert in the product, knows it inside and out, um, and worked very closely with, you know, Said in terms of product development. So I'm actually quite lucky to have such a great team of people around me who can give peace of mind to the PV guys that, you know, you're not going to get burnt. Um, and you're not going to get left holding the baby. Well, that, mm, that serves mm. no purpose for us, and that's why I think we've got the ratings that we've got on you know, product reviews and um, mm. so forth. Mm. And 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 lastly, Chris, we're, we're sadly we're pretty much out of time. But get your crystal ball out. I, I know you've got yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Look, looking at the next few years. You know what's going to happen in the market. Uh, uh, you know, just just map out this transition from you know electric tanks and and gas hot water and and you know solar hot water. We know is already on the decline, so we we can expect. You know what what's the market going to shape up like f- for the next few years, and what does it mean for solar business owners particularly? Well, I think there's a huge opportunity for solar business owners. If the solar business owners don't grab this opportunity, position themselves as experts. Um, the business will go elsewhere. It'll go through the plumbing merchants, and and then we'll continue. Mm. I, I think we'll continue to see the problems that we've had um, with heat pumps because there'll be no control over where the units are going. There'll be no advice. It'll just be you want to buy that, buy that. There you go. There's your box. Take it out the door. Um, mm-hmm. So so I think that's that's one. I think I think two. You know. There's a huge opportunity coming with builders. So for, for the PV guys, they need to be rethinking their business model um, and they need to be strategically planning, you know, what is it that we are in business to do and how do we do it and what do we sell? Do we, you know, 
and and what services do we provide and why are we providing them? And, you know, I see the heat pump as a service. There's a complementary mm-hmm. service that links into what it is that they've already done and already going and going to do and already doing today. I think the mm-hmm. third aspect um, that we need to talk about in all this is that, you know, I got asked this question by the government today. They said, um, all right, we're concerned about your ability to keep up and and be able to deliver what we see the market doing in two years' time. How many units can you do you think you can install? And I said, mm-hmm. well, I think we'll be doing 25,000 to 30,000 30, units a year. And they said, and the year after that, where will you grow to? And I'm like, I, I could imagine we'd be doing about 50,000 units. And I'm like, yep, yep, that's where we see the market moving to. Like, that's... Wow, wow. And, and we, we are just one player in this space. And, you know, we're sure. at the high end. We, we you know, the, the reclaim heat pump that we provide is, it's not, it's, it's not the cheapest in the market and we don't apologise for that because it's, it's great quality. Like the compressor is mm-hmm. made in Japan. It's not made in China. Um, mm-hmm. It's CO2, so it's the most energy efficient gas that works under really high pressure. So therefore it delivers hot water, even in really, really cold climates. And we've sold these in Jindabyne. We sell them mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Um, mm. and, and they just work. They work really well. Mm. So, wow. Wow. Uh, so onwards and upwards for heat pumps then. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, I think the guys need to be, you know, thinking about it. And if they want to have a conversation about, even if they decide that they, you know, want to work with, with another player, you know, I'm, I'm part of the solar cutters. Um, I've got an enormous amount of respect for the values and the culture that, Costa and, and Jack have, 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 you know, tried to encourage everyone to share and um, we're, we're here to provide advice and support. So if they want to talk about heat pumps and they're talking about a certain brand or whatever and they want some advice, more than happy to give that to them. But, yeah, I see this as a great opportunity for the PV industry to go through the next cycle of growth and I don't see, based on the regulatory changes that are coming, that this is going to be another solar coaster. I think this is going to become normative and I think this is going to be that the ones who get on board with it early enough and get their expertise can build some very unique channels to market that they don't currently have. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, the difference is that um, unlike PV, you know, it's kind of PV, um, you know, you can have a house without PV. You might have a high bills, but you can survive without it. But you can't have a house without hot water if you want to stay clean. Agreed. It is. So Agreed. Uh, it's a... It's a it's a different opportunity shaping up uh, in front of us. And, you know, the technology that you've described um, uh, during this conversation and the, the changes in the, te- in, the, in the competing technologies and what's going on globally, it's, you know, it's a really, really exciting time for heat pumps. But sadly, Chris, we, um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, but we're, we're sadly out of time. Thanks so much for joining us. Nigel, it's always great talking to you. I'm looking forward to catching up with you. Maybe at the Solar Cutters <laughs> event in Melbourne, we can catch up and have a beer. I I very much look forward to that, my friend. Um, Well, friends, that's a wrap. My name is Nigel Morris, and I'm Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. I hope you picked up some tips on how to build a great solar business, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. SolarJuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au 
and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware required, just extra value. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.